minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
get lost on your ancient pathways. A moment of quiet when I'm on my knees. All in a burning sun, let me find some
to guide her faithfully. The choices that he makes can't be the choices he just makes, but the choices he must make, it's true. The winds all seem much stronger as I sense this truth inside. J.M. in the A.M., that's Ari Goldwag with a song entitled Change here at J.M. in the A.M. Eighth day had Brooklyn. You heard the above of March from the CD entitled Big Time Alterheim. Baruch Levine's Beni, Soul Farm with Walk With Me. The Maccabees had Bad Day. Uh, Shebuchol, done by Simcha Liner, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a J.M. and the A.M. Wednesday on this May 21st, the 21st day in the month of E.R., the year 5774, Tuf and Today is um, day 36 in the counting of the Omer. 36, five weeks and one day. Today is day number 36. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Just posted on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook feed is uh, Nahum Siegel Network. Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net. Um, that Jacob Cornblue, political reporter, somebody who spends a lot of time in City Hall in New York City, someone who is noticeably and identifiably Jewish and has become quite an influential reporter in the Jewish and uh, secular world. He is stopping by this morning in hour number two here at JMD. I'm looking forward to it. He has some. I am sure some interesting insights 
and stories. He'll join us coming up here on a Wednesday at JMM. Tomorrow's the big game. <laughs> oh, have we checked the weather in Lehigh Valley? The uh, Toledo Mudhens are at the um, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs tomorrow night. And they have Jewish Heritage Night. And apparently, we had mentioned that three, 400 people had signed up for Jewish Heritage Night. They're up to 700 people in that group. About 10% of the ballpark is going to be uh, for Jewish Heritage Night. And I want to thank um, Barry Halper, who joined me yesterday on the air from the Jewish Federation out there in Lehigh Valley. Gave us a whole bunch of information about the event, and we hope to go there tomorrow. we got to check the weather. What do we have now? We have 66 degrees, afternoon showers, a high of 73, showers tonight, low 58, tomorrow thunderstorms with a high of 63. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 91.1. We're at 66 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Well, I'm, fr- I'm in front of the computer. It's a perfect opportunity to check what the weather's going to be like for tomorrow. Although at this point, I think we're going out there no matter what. I hope that uh, Lenny's able to get the concert in. Lenny and Schlockrock, 6 p.m. tomorrow in Lehigh Valley at the game. And then, um, and then, uh, 7 p.m. for the actual game. So it says here, scattered thunderstorms for tomorrow, chance of rain 50%. Oh, boy, I hope it holds up. Boy, do I hope it holds up. That would be amazing if it held up. Uh, we got contacted yesterday, I told you, by the uh, <laughs> the Iron Pigs Little League team in Elizabeth, New Jersey. <laughs> They're heading out to the game tomorrow. I uh, I had contact from listeners yesterday who I, I couldn't believe listened to Jam and the AM religiously where they are in the eastern part of Pennsylvania. They are just dedicated listeners, some of whom had not heard about the game until they listened to Jam and the AM. <laughs> anyway, so that's the plan for tomorrow. And if you want information, obviously you could listen into the uh, conversation we had yesterday right here at JM and the AM. Top nine at nine last night with Yussi's Weig. We'll try to find out. I know it's easy to find out. It's all over Facebook, but I'm trying to keep the suspense going here. Try to find out what was at number one. And I remind everybody that the nine at nine is replayed at nine o'clock this morning right here at jmtheam.org. So you could actually hear the countdown of the latest songs. I did notice that uh, some of the acapella selections did maintain themselves in the countdown. I did notice that. So uh, it's like a mix of acapella stuff and uh, regular format stuff that makes up the top nine at nine that's coming up after JM and the AM on jmandtheam.org. Oh, and the brand new app, uh, the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app update, will be available Wednesday. It's Yom Yerushalayim, a week from today, and we're actually going to use the app to uh, help everyone follow along with some information that Mayor Weingarten is going to be providing for us on Jerusalem Day one week from today, and we are looking forward to that. JM in the AM at 19 minutes before 7 o'clock. Here's Ohad. Good morning from JM in the AM.
Yeah, la, la. 
J.M. in the A.M., brand new from the uh, Yeshiva Boys Choir. Uh, volume number six is out. That's Dama. Before that, Benny Friedman with the H. Tikvach. I am David's Brachdo D. You heard Ohad with Bo 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 to open up that set. For, uh, Wednesday morning broadcast, J.M. in the A.M. on day 36 in the Counting of the Omer. My name is Nachum Siegel. Good morning, all. Uh, you're listening at 91.1 FM. Make sure you know that in the Catskill region, where a lot of folks are going to start going this weekend, after all, isn't it Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, a lot of people are going to start shuttling back and forth. Don't forget, in the Catskills, we're at 91, uh, 90.1. I better know where we are. 90.1 in the Catskills. And, of course, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. We should give, we really should give, extra credit to those who listen to all three radio stations in one morning. There are folks like that. And we thank you. And, of course, around the world at jmnam.org. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 FM and around the world on the web at jmnam.org. We've got our news from Israel coming up. Galit Sal in the background. Jacob Cornblue, who is a um, very well-known political reporter based in New York City, is going to be joining us here at jmnam. I do not believe he's ever been on this radio program before. He will join us. Puts out a very interesting daily email. Got an interesting Twitter feed. Uh, has a lot to say about following around the mayor of the city of New York, who has now been mayor for uh, about four and a half months. We'll get his insight into what's happening coming up about 7.40 this morning right here at JM and the AM. Jacob Cornblue will join us. Uh, coming up on this radio program. Don't forget the top nine at nine. We'll replay that for you. Last night's countdown coming up at 9 a.m. this morning, Eastern Time, right after JM and the AM. Top nine at nine, done every week with Yossi Zwag. If you want to vote already for next week's countdown, no problem. Go to NahumSiegel.com. Click on the nine at nine link at the very top of the page. Brand new app coming out Wednesday. Yom Yerushalayim, one week from today. We'll give you details as we get closer and closer to that big day. That's right, a week from today, our big Yom Yerushalayim celebration. Make sure you're tuned in. Galat Zal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Wednesday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. מסתמן כי השר סילבן שלום לא ירוץ לנשיאות, כתבנו עידו בן בג'י. בשעות האחרונות עברו מסרים מלשכת ראש הממשלה לשלום, לפיהם נתניהו וליברמן לא יתמכו במועמדותו לנשיאות. שלום הודיע בעבר שלא יתמודד אם זה יהיה המצב, וכעת עולה השאלה מה יעשה דוד לוי, שמקורביו הודיעו אמש, אם שלום בחוץ, אנחנו בפנים. הצטט רכבו של שופט המחוזי בבאר שבע, נאסר אבו טהה. שרת המשפטים לבני אמרה בתוכניתנו עושים צהריים, צריך להגביר את המאבק בעבריינים שפוגעים בשלטון החוק. הדבר הראשון שעשיתי הבוקר, כשקראתי, שמעתי שזה מה שהיה, היה להרים טלפון אה, לשופט הבוטה, והמשפט הראשון שהוא אמר לי, עוד לפני הבוקר טוב, היה, הם לא ירתיעו אותי. מערכת המשפט לא תורתה מפעילות עבריינית, בין אם מדובר בפשע מאורגן או אחר, להפך. כתבתנו תמר ירושלמי מוסרת שנשיא בית המשפט העליון אשר גרוניס אמר היום על האירוע זהו מעשה קיצוני וחמור ביותר ואנו נעשה כל שביכולתנו לעקור כל ניסיון להלך אימים על שופטים בישראל. 
בעקבות תוכנית אפס מע"מ של לפיד, האטה חריפה ברכישת דירות חדשות, כתבנו יותם ברגר. מסקירת הרבעון הראשון של 2014, שפרסם היום השמאי הממשלתי הראשי, עולה כי בחודש מרס חלה ירידה של 12% בכמות העסקאות בדירות חדשות לעומת החודש שקדם לו. עם זאת, השמאי מדגיש כי בגלל שהתוכניות התפרסמו לקראת סוף הרבעון, השפעתן טרם באה לידי ביטוי במחירי הדירות בסקירה. תארים שנסקרו על ידי השמאי חלה עליית מחירים ממוצעת של 1.5% ברבעון הראשון של השנה לעומת הרבעון שקדם לו ועלייה של כ-5% בממוצע לעומת הרבעון המקביל בשנה שעברה. בית הדין הצבאי ביפו זיכה היום מחמת הספק איש מילואים של שייטת 13 שנאשם באונס אלים בבסיס היחידה בעתלית. האיש מ' שוחח עם יעל דן. אני שמח שהאמת יצאה לאור, זה מה שאני חש. לרגע לא חשבתי שיהיה משהו אחר. אני סיפרתי בדיוק מה שקרה, מה שהיא טוענת, לא מתחבר לשום ראייה ולשום דבר. יש פה, מאוד, פה הרבה מאוד גורמים חיצוניים שהסתכסכתי איתם בצורה עסקית, שלחצו עליו, והיא מודה בזה גם שהוא עלה להגיש תלונה. תושבת לוד בשנות ה-20 לחייה, הסובלת מן החוט, נעצרה במהלך חגיגות יום ההולדת לביתה, רק משום שנערים שלא קשורים אליה, שיגרו זיקוקים סמוך לביתה. היא נעזקה בידיה וברגליה לעיני בתה, העבירה לילה בנווה תרצה, ושוחררה לבסוף, רגע לפני הארכת המעצר. אנחנו כולם נבהלנו, חשבנו זה בהתחלה ירי, כולם שתפנו על הבטן. אני נכה, אני אספתי תשעה חודשים את הכסף הזה, רק לעשות לך גיגה יפה. נקחו אותי, והילדה שלי מתחילה לבכות. אמא, 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 והביאו לי שם שתי נעדות. לא עשיתי כלום, סתם. את הסיפור הביא הכתב זנור שרון פולבר. התחזית חם מהרגיל. ולסיום, נשיא המדינה שמעון פרס אירח היום בבית הנשיא את אלופת אירופה בכדורסל מכבי תל אביב וקיבל שי מיוחד מהיושב ראש שמעון מזרחי. כבוד הנשיא, אני יודע שהארון שלך מלא בגביעים ומלא בפרסים, כולל פרס נובל. אנחנו רוצים להעניק לך את הגביע שכל אחד מאיתנו קיבל, ובאמת תודה רבה על הכל. תודה שמעון, פרס נובל מקבלים המונים. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
A lot of people ask who wrote that song. Famous Alecha, in this case covered by Yehuda Katz. The answer? The great Rip Shlomo Kalbach. Brand new, a single Yehuda Katz released just recently. JM in the AM, good morning, 12 minutes after 7 o'clock. Well, the news from Israel included the news that Sylvan Shalom has dropped out of the June 10th presidential race in Israel. I would love to know who the favorites are now. Negev and Galilee Development Minister Silvan Shalom will not run for the June 10th presidential election. He made his decision Wednesday after he received indications that Prime Minister Netanyahu would not support him. Um, Shalom's office said there would be no press conference to announce the decision. He told confidants the only reason he decided not to run was that Netanyahu was not backing him. He expressed confidence that if Netanyahu would have endorsed him, he would have won the race. Shalom had been considered a serious candidate until the allegations of sexual harassment derailed his plans in March after the case against him was dropped. He met with Netanyahu on multiple occasions to discuss possibly returning to the race as the Prime Minister's preferred candidate. After a two-hour meeting with the Prime Minister Monday, which did not go well, Netanyahu asked for two more days to consider his decision. Shalom dismissed speculation that factors other than a lack of support from Netanyahu played a part in his decision. So now the question is, who are the favorites for the presidency of the State of Israel? Sources close to former Foreign Minister David Levy. Wow, when's the last time you heard his name in the news? Said he had received overtures from Likud activists and MKs to join the crowded field. Levy was respected by Israel Beitenu Chairman Avigdor Lieberman, who made Levy's daughter uh, Orly Levy uh, Abakasis at MK, but Levy's associates declined to say whether he was interested in being president. Tel Aviv Chief Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Lau's office denied a report that he was actively seeking the presidency. Army Radio reported that he was trying to use his close ties to the Prime Minister to become a candidate. Uh, Hatnua Faction Chairman Mayor Shitrit and former Knesset Speaker Dalia Itzik are not expected to have trouble obtaining enough endorsements by next week. But other outsiders were still facing difficulties even after Yeshatid distributed its endorsements. Nobel laureate Dan Schechtman had endorsements from only six MKs, and former Supreme Court judge Dahlia Dorner had even fewer. So right now, I guess Mayor Shitrit and Dahlia Itzik, I guess, would be considered favorites, unless there's some in there in the field that we're not uh, considering. Presidential election in Israel coming up on June the 10th. want to remind everybody, speaking of Israel... Uh, that the Lupin family and the uh, Liba Gabriella Fund, under the leadership of Dr. Sam Lupin, are using Shavuos Night to um, raise as much money as possible for co- for uh, Coats for Cold Kids. This is an organization that distributed over 500 coats to children in Israel this, pro- this past winter, and now they're trying to raise $100,000 to get ready for this coming winter to distribute coats for cold kids in the Holy Land. Anybody out there, and anybody could do this, who wants to turn their Shavuos night into an amazing learnathon on behalf of the Liba Gavriella Fund, all you got to do is go to the following website, wizathon.com, that's W-I-Z, wizathon.com slash coats for cold kids. It's coats for 
the number four, cold kids. Wizathon.com slash coats for cold kids. There are schools, especially in Israel, that are taking this on as a school-wide project for Shavuos night. Anybody, individuals, schools, groups, clubs can all do it now and uh, participate and help raise money for a great cause. Wizathon.com slash coats for cold kids. Check it out and participate. More coming up. This is JM in the AM, and this is brand new from Barrio.
Well, they lived in many towns, from Cordova to a place called Fez. Headed for the Holy Land, but they settled in Cairo instead. Well, we're dedicating that to the um, <laughs> to the group going out tomorrow night to uh, Lehigh Valley. It's uh, going to be quite a game, Toledo Mud Hens and the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, Jewish Heritage Night. If you missed my conversation with Barry Halper yesterday, I can tell you there's a lot of excitement about this game. And by the way, a special shout-out to um, the Almora area of Elizabeth, New Jersey, where a Shomer Shabbos Little League team is uh, going, who's named the Iron Pigs, are going to be going out to the game tomorrow night. They're actually going to be on the field for the National Anthem tomorrow evening when things start. And the reason we did the Schlockrock song is because Lenny Solomon is in concert at 6 p.m. before the game tomorrow night. And boy, do we hope the weather holds up. We are looking forward to it tremendously. Barrio had Ain Lanu. You heard a lecha done by Yehuda Katz to open up the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Wednesday morning, day 36 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Jacob Cornblue, the uh, brilliant reporter, is going to be joining us here in studio at JM and the AM. By the way, speaking of the Elizabeth area, I just got a phone call. Boy, oh boy, our community continues to uh, make people so proud, thank God. Uh, yesterday at Kane College, 
uh, which I think officially is in Union, New Jersey, right? Is Kane in Union or Elizabeth or Westfield? I don't remember exactly where um, Kane is officially. But Kane College uh, here in northern New Jersey yesterday had their uh, graduation ceremony. And the valedictorian is a Breweria High School student. In fact, I'm told that Rabbi Tights was in the audience to enjoy the uh, incredibly proud day. Fagi Mandel Greenberg, I say mazal tov to you. Uh, she spoke yesterday as valedictorian for the graduating class at Kane College. And again, Fagi Mandel Greenberg made our community, and I'm sure a lot of other people, very, very proud. So that is uh, yet another uh, amazing person in our community that we could cite and be proud of this morning right here at JM and the AM. 25 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning. Here's Eitan Katz.
The incredible Eitan Katz off of the Live in Jerusalem CD with the Elul Nigun. J.M. and the A.M. 7.31 on a Wednesday morning, Jacob Kornblue, well-known reporter in the Jewish and other worlds, <laughs> coming up here at J.M. and the A.M. Rabbi David Goldwasser has said his words, Zechonishmas are of Zebedev Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Sfira Sa'omer. We read in Kriyashma, If you will continually listen to my mitzvahs, to love Hashem with all your heart and all your soul. And then we read, You should beware, Lest your heart will turn away and serve other gods. First we read about serving Hashem on the loftiest level. And then... The Torah suggests the possibility that one may, God forbid, serve other gods. There seems to be no middle ground or half-hearted service of Hashem. We can clarify this through a statement in the Talmud Yerushalmi that Klal Yisrael are forgiven for their sins of idol worship, immorality, and bloodshed, but Hashem does not forgive the sin of abandonment of Torah learning. This is difficult for us to understand. Why would the transgression of the three cardinal sins be pardonable, but not the lapse of Torah learning? The altar of Kalm explains that one who serves Avodah Zarah commits murder, or is immoral, has rejected his human qualities, and therefore he's comparable to an animal. Therefore, his culpability is not for these sins, rather he's held responsible for the initial offense which resulted in its ultimate downfall. And therefore, that particular offense is Bittal Torah. Man's responsibility is to be always aware that his abandonment of Torah can and will only lead to his descent to the depths of depravity. Likewise, on Yom Kippur at Mincha time, as we reach a peak in our spiritual standing, we read the Parsha of Arias, Immorality, this serves to call to our attention the importance of maintaining an exalted spiritual status lest we plunge to the lowest levels of immorality. There's no middle ground, either Kedusha, Holiness, or Tuma. We see that our definitive connection with Hashem is directly through Torah. The Zohar explains that the word Svira is from the Loshon of Sapir, Sapphire. During the days of Svira Sa'omer, our mission is to purify and refine our souls, to polish our character so that its true brilliance will shine forth. For that reason, it's appropriate to increase our Torah learning during this period of time. The great Gon Rebbe Chonon Wasserman was Rosh Yeshiva in the Yeshiva of Baranovich. He not only disseminated Torah to the masses, but was also responsible for the financial situation of the yeshiva. When the yeshiva would run out of money, Rebbe Elchanan would personally travel great distances in order to raise funds. His first stop, however, when he would reach a destination, was always immediately to go to the base medrash to learn for a while. Rebbe Elchanan once had to travel to England. The journey that was required was an arduous one, 
He traveled by train, by horse and wagon, and also by foot. Soon after his arrival at the home of his host, a almana, a widow, requested an audience with the Rosh Yeshiva. She gave him a large sum of money for the Yeshiva and was elated to receive Rabbi Hanan's abundant blessings and profuse thanks. As soon as the woman left, however, Rebbe Hanan was ready to return to Baranovich. Although the people of the city tried to dissuade him from leaving, they begged him to stay a few days and raise additional funds. Rebbe Hanan was adamant. Despite the fact that he just arrived after such a long and arduous journey, he explained that he had been forced to leave the yeshiva, resulting in a measure of bittel Torah, because the yeshiva could not carry on without additional funds. But now that he had received an infusion of money, he could not remain for another moment. My purpose is not to collect money for the future, he told the people. My purpose is to be Marbit's Torah. The very same day that he arrived in Manchester, he left to return to Baranovich. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
the AM. Brand new from the Yeshiva Boys Choir off of their volume number six. It's called Moda Ani. Thank you here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning on day 36 in the counting of the Omer. Thanks for joining us, everybody, as we uh, continue to give you some amazing programming here every single weekday. Here at JM and the AM. Don't forget top nine at nine coming up at nine AM Eastern time right after JM and the AM. You'll find out what number one and all the other numbers are. By the way, yesterday I announced that uh, our good friends Um Where am I here? Uh Mr. and Mrs. Shimon Lefkowitz are guests of honor at the Base Yaakov Ozvahudder Birkas Israel High School dinner. And that was scheduled for this week. I did not realize it was rescheduled for Memorial Day this coming Monday. So you still have an opportunity to uh, pay tribute to the Lefkowitzes and all the other distinguished honorees that are being recognized on Memorial Day over at the Base Yaakov School. Information at area code 718-377-4477. 718-377-4477. I also remind everybody that the Bike for a Chai kickoff barbecue is happening tonight at the home of the Koplowitz family. Come and learn more about the Bike for a Chai ride experience on Brook Avenue in Passaic at the Koplowitz home. It's tonight, starting at 8 p.m. Uh, you can uh, write to avk at bikeforhigh.com. Don't forget that's the number four in the middle, avk at bikeforhigh.com. Well, I've been announcing, and we posted on Facebook and Twitter, that the Jacob Kornblue, well-known political reporter, reporter in the Jewish world, reporter for the Yeshiva world, somebody who's in City Hall practically every day, if not every day, we'll find out in a moment, uh, is here with us in studio at JM and the AM. He has watched the de Blasio administration now for four and a half months. I mean, he watched it way before that, but I mean, since the uh, mayor became mayor officially. And he's here to uh, give us some of his impressions. Jacob Kornblue, welcome to JM and the AM. Good morning, Nachum Siegel. It's such an honor to be, uh, especially in the studio. I mean, this is a first, and I- I'm just overwhelmed. I appreciate that very much. So, um how did you get into this whole game? How many years ago do we start to find out how you became a reporter that now sits in City Hall on a regular basis? Well, I, um, this um, next week is my birthday, my 33rd birthday. So I would say 20 years ago I started uh, <laughs> uh, paying attention to politics. It started in, in, the, in the United Kingdom. It went over to Israel. And then when I came here to the United States, I always expressed uh, interest in um, national politics. And a few years ago, I started, I got involved in local politics uh, in 2013, in January, uh, when candidates started to announce uh, their bid for mayor. I stepped into a vacuum because you always have these brilliant reporters, you always have these bloggers, you always have uh, uh, guys covering uh, mayoral or or local elections, but you never have somebody that actually focuses on a specific group, and this specific group is a large and very respected group, and that's the Jewish community in New York. It's the second largest uh, metropolitan area after Tel Aviv. So this is significant, and the candidates, there were many candidates running for mayor, (laughs) and all these candidates sought the Jewish vote. So there had to be some middle guy uh, in between to communicate between voters and the candidates, and that's where I stepped in. I would would think that, that New York politics can only be in the blood 
to the degree that you're expressing to somebody who's really you know from this area? Can you come from the United Kingdom and then Israel and then really hop what's going on in New York City? It takes time, and that's why I didn't step in in 2001 right. when Bloomberg became mayor. I waited three terms, uh, and here I am, I mean... And, and and I can humbly say that I don't know everything. Understood. I'm right. not yet uh, fully aware of every issue uh, in New York, but I would say that I know today more than I knew 12 months ago because after attending maybe 80 forums and debates, I know every issue that matters to New Yorkers. Right. And that's a good thing because, after all, uh, no matter what race you are, no matter what ethnicity you are, every issue in New York matters to you if it's uh, transportation, traffic, yeah, taxes. It and to every, it's everything. Jacob Cornblue is here. Your Twitter feed is, what's the handle? At Jacob Cornblue. Simple as that. And people should follow it. I find it very interesting. And the email that you send out is a daily email? Is that daily, the one I get from you? Or is that That's the- a new project that I just embarked on, and that's a, uh, that's, Actually, uh, an email, you know, you can compare it to Mike Allen's playbook. Right. Uh, it has all of the Jewish news, not only political right. news, it has philanthropy news, any right. business news. So is that something that people can subscribe to and is it yeah, in fact if a you, daily email? Yes. Uh, How do uh, people subscribe to it? I recommend it. You just go on to jewishinsider.com. And you'll find on the page the daily email. It's called the daily kickoff. So you can Google it too, daily kickoff, and you can just subscribe and you'll get it every morning between 5 and 6 a.m. I mean, it's really comprehensive. You must be up all night every night. No, not necessarily. Listen, after uh, dealing an entire day, uh, uh, observing the news, writing the news, it takes literally an hour or two Maybe three, it depends on the scoops, and it depends on what you got to cover. But it, 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 after d- swimming in the water, it only takes a few minutes to dive back in. <laughs> Jacob Cornblue in our studio. So I, I'm at an event a couple of nights ago, and someone says to me that the um, – well, he says to me, well, Ray Kelly's going to have to come back. I said, what? What do you mean? He goes, are you aware of the fact, he says to me, that crime statistics are up three times – in the four months that de Blasio is mayor. Now, I know that depending on which newspaper you read, <laughs> crime statistics are either up or down. I, I know you have to take everything like that with a grain of salt, but can you speak to this point at all? Are, 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 has crime risen in New York City in the last four months or not? Would you know? First of all, Bill Bratton was the first one right. <laughs> to actually reduce crime. He was but the But we know the role of the mayor yeah. and symbolically what the mayor means when, you know, when it comes to fighting crime. I would say, first of all, stop and frisk was a method, was a tool, not only to reduce crime, it was basically a... To uh, discourage a, a, crime. Yes, a deterrence. You knew you cannot go out in the street right. with a gun because police is going to stop you. Right. We say deterrence on this side of the pond, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, and, you know, since uh, um, the implementation of a uh, inspector general, uh, I think uh, the commissioner alluded to that, that uh, stop and frisk dropped by 90%. Right. So you can, you can look at that, but you can also look at the different uh, uh, um, aspect. And that is, in today's world, the world of WhatsApp, Twitter, blogs, and ambitious reporters, 
that know everything, that report everything, uh, it's very hard to cover up for crime. And I would say that maybe, and I cannot uh, prove it on pen and paper, but it may be that in today's world, reporting crime has gone up more uh, than in the past, and therefore, unfortunately, it right. became more evident so the in the Blasio's administration. Right. But you you got to look at the numbers uh, um, not only as a statistic, but as a trend. Right. And if after four months it went up, I, I, I do not have the stats right. in front of me. Well, the New York but Times if, would but say But if no, it went up by 5% or 10%, right. it may be that the rise is because it's the summer, right. the first summer month, or usually spring is usually, you know, when the burglars and the, th- the thieves come out from the hiding after uh, after, the tough winter. after such a winter. <laughs> I mean, who would go on the street in, in such a snow? So you got to look basically on a year-to-year right. trend. And so far... Uh, crime has not increased right. dramatically. I, I just thought it was interesting that someone said that to me. Uh, were you in City Hall yesterday? Actually, yesterday there was no reason to go to City Hall. So the last press conference you were at was when? Uh, last week. I cannot recall. And what was the most recent question that you asked at a press conference? My most recent question was actually uh, when de Blasio uh, unveiled the executive budget for right. this year. And my question was something that um, the mayor, when he ran as a candidate, when he saw the Jewish vote, he came last year and he promised to restore Priority 5 and Priority 7 vouchers. Right. Uh, priority 5 is for special needs and Priority 7 is after-schools program, programs. And, and he, he basically promised, and this was the only promise that he gave publicly. Right that he will restore when he returns to office. And so far, he hasn't kept that promise. So I was looking at the numbers, and as he presented the budget, I was, I wanted to see where, because, you know, um, sources in City Hall told me that there will be a partial uh, uh, restoration of the Priority 7, because the state gave... uh, um, uh, an, an enormous amount of money uh, for a 145 million after-school program um, uh, uh, budget. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to know how much was uh, allocated towards priority seven vouchers, and the mayor had no answer. And upon my research, uh, I figured out that there's no restoration of that vouchers at all. Actually. Around 600 of over 1,000 current applicants, meaning to say people who signed up right. and are in line waiting for that vouchers, might get in the next year or two from the $145 million budget. So you're looking at 4 or $5 million, maybe $6 million, right. but it's not in the form of Vouch of, of priorities seven vouchers, and it's not something significant uh, if you look at the portion that the Orthodox Jewish community uh, uh, is based in in New York and and especially in Brooklyn. Are you always following the mayor? If he's at events, is there a good chance you are somewhere behind him? Uh, either I'm behind him, 
Uh, I mean, in front of him, actually, sitting in yeah, front of him. Yeah, or if he's walking on the screen, yeah. you're behind him, I guess. Or, or I would be behind a computer watching the live stream. Right. So I would always monitor every event that he goes to. And you're, he'd prefer if you were not there, or he'd prefer if no media was there? <laughs> like, In other words, are there some members of the media that he doesn't mind that they follow him, and are there others where he's more irritated when they follow him? <laughs> uh, I, listen, I... I I don't know if the mayor takes it personally or not, but I could say that uh, the transparency of this administration is not at the greatest. Uh, most events, meaning to say if it's public or non-public event, but a lot of events are close to press or not even on the schedule. So you really don't know where the mayor is all, all the time. Uh, the open events usually or press conferences, or um, speeches. So right. if you go to a speech, you have no Q&A afterwards. Press conferences, you usually have an on-topic conversation, a Q&A, and then afterwards you have a few for off-topic. But if you want to really meet the mayor, uh, I think it's the best way how to communicate with the mayor is at a press conference right. because you get uh, in front of an audience, you get the, the the opportunity to ask the mayor any question that your followership and your readership would really appreciate. Are you still affiliated with Yeshiva World News? Yes, I do in-depth articles for Yeshiva World News, and as the political season will will kick off, I'll be doing more on Yeshiva World News, but currently I'm... Um, I'm writing on jpupdates.com. And uh, and uh, when you say political season heat up, it's because November will have some time. We don't know if it will be a competitive election, but there will be statewide elections. Uh, it won't be competitive as of now, uh, but there will be uh, an aggressive outreach to the Jewish community, and that's where I come in. To try to oust Governor Cuomo. Mm. Or both. Both, both. sides will both Governor try. Cuomo right. wants to win an overwhelming majority. Right. He wants a super majority. So he'll reach out to the Jewish world and his opponent will reach out to the Jewish Absolutely. world. Absolutely. You'll see an aggressive outreach to the Jewish community. Jacob Kornblue is here. All right. Uh, there's an impression uh, among many people in leadership positions and otherwise in the Jewish community of the five boroughs that since the primary election, since it became obvious that Bill de Blasio would become the next mayor of the city of New York, that in many ways he's ignored the Jewish community. Now, you're there on the front lines. Would you say there's anything to this claim? I mean, the facts are that uh, de Blasio has not visited the Jewish community in Brooklyn. Uh, his last appearance at a Jewish event was uh, commemorating the Yom HaShoah, and that was that was at the JCC... Um, no, Kojo of, of Westside, sorry. So, and, and it wasn't a, um, a public event. Not a community-wide event. And it was basically, um, you know, he, he, he was honored at the JCRC dinner, which is philanthropist. But actually uh, communicating, coming down to the community, meeting with the community, that hasn't happened. Compared to numerous visits uh, at churches on Sunday, compared to... Over a dozen appearances at Reverend L. Sharp, with Reverend L. Sharpton. So, uh, what the community feels is basically, you know, the Blasio may feel that the community didn't, uh, didn't uh, vote for him overwhelmingly. I mean, he got a decent showing in Borough Park, right. like around 40, 45 percent, but it's still, there's a feeling, there's a disconnect between. Right, he got 80 percent. It's citywide, and. Yes. 
Absolutely. And only 50% in noticeably Jewish communities. Let's put it that way. And and would everyone agree with you? If I had a whole bunch of Jewish leaders in this room right now who are in New York City and have leadership roles and have had some association with mayoral administrations, would they agree with your assessment that there's some type of, uh, I don't know, ambivalence from City Hall right now to the Jewish community? Depends if the mics are on or off. They may not say it publicly. They will not say it publicly. And uh, I had over a dozen conversations with noted community leaders. Nobody wanted to talk on the record unless they were willing to praise de Blasio. (laughs) So you can see when I write uh, an article and I have over a dozen sources that were critical of de Blasio and only three people were willing to have their name published praising de Blasio and the praise wasn't that de Blasio is so great and de Blasio is the best mayor that the Jewish community could have. They just said, give him a chance to communicate after the pre-K battle, after uh, cutting a deal with the unions and the the the, the deal with the UFT uh, or labor union that people in the community believe that he's cozying up to them in favor of others, meaning to say he's looking for his re-election. Uh, they supported Bill Thompson in the primary, right. and he would prefer not to have the same battle that Governor Cuomo has with the liberal base. So he's, and and you're talking about seventeen billion dollars right. or more, and you have no idea how this will impact the deficit and the budget in the coming years. So that's where he's concentrating his efforts. And that that's the point by the community leaders that he's he has bigger fish to fry than worrying about, you know, showing up at Jewish events. It's not only showing up at Jewish events, it's also about issues right. that pertain to the Jewish event. I mean, there's no resolution currently on Matitsa Bape, right. which was a big issue in the primaries. There's no resolution for priority 5 and priority 7. Pre-K even he provided provisions that would enable uh, yeshivas and, 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 and moistus community-based organizations to enroll in the pre-K, in the full-day pre-K program. However, that was like a vague uh, provisions. Like if you have a mezizah at the door of the building, you're not required to remove it. Right. But if you want to bench with your kids in the middle of the day, if you want to say a brocha in the middle of the day, you cannot do it in this period of the six uh, hours and 20 minutes. You can either do it before or after. Right, not during the public school day, in other words, right? And you got to speak English. Who right. In the Jewish community, when you're three years old, uh, do you speak Yiddish at home or you speak right. uh, uh, eloquent English? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you can answer that question for us. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web. JMAM.org. Jacob Cornblue is here. He's a City Hall reporter and a million other titles. Uh, at Jacob Cornblue on Twitter. The email for the. Um, for the email newsletter, how do you get it? You go to which website to get the email? Jewishinsider.com. Here are my two observations as a follow-up to what you just said. A minor observation and what I consider to be a major observation. The minor observation is that Bill de Blasio and I 
you know, aside from having something very noticeable in common that were basically the same height, uh, have been, you know, relatively cordial over the years, a long, long time, always nice when I see him in person. And I, and I'm still waiting because I, I called his staff to congratulate him after the primary victory and was assured that he'd call back, you know, to accept that congratulatory phone call. Never happened. But that's minor, you know, compared to the big picture. The big picture to me is, and this to me was a major statement. It's one thing when his predecessors, who, you know, had relatively small knowledge of the Jewish world uh, in New York City coming into their job, uh, if they don't show up to a specific event or, or approach a specific community, you know, maybe they were misguided, maybe they were misinformed by their staff. I get that. And also, I know what it's like, because I've seen this with the previous mayors, when every community in New York is taking credit for electing them, <laughs> and, you know, and everyone expects that it'll show up to 150 different ethnic group, you know, celebrations <laughs> right after the election. I understand all of that. But the the thing that that got me, and maybe it was just you know the wrong place at the wrong time. This man, the mayor of the city of New York, knows the Brooklyn Jewish community. I mean, he really knows the. Am I right that he served as city councilman in Brooklyn, New York? And he knows every macha, exactly every. I mean, he he knows the routine. He knows the lingo. He knows everything about the Brooklyn Jewish community. And when I was at the Kojo of Flatbush breakfast, which I don't remember the date that it was, but when I was there, March. it was in March, and it, and the word was that he was going to be there, which I fully understood. I said to myself, you know, whether the Jewish community gets credit for electing him or not, Kojo of Flatbush, I mean, you know how many, you know, machers were in that room and how a lot of people in that room, you know, have a close relationship with him or, you know, helped him in some way, shape, or form. And I thought that he is mayor and knowing you know the the uh impact of the Flatbush and Borough Park Jewish communities and everybody from those communities in any leadership position was in the room that day should show up for 5 minutes i mean you know i understand he was on his way to a big speech and all that but you know you got the lights and sirens. <laughs> come by in the first five minutes of the event. Come by in the middle five minutes of the event, or come by at the very end of the event. You know, and, and just and say hi to everybody, whether you, you know, whether you give a big speech or not. There and that to me, that he didn't make the time to do that with his understanding of our community and he knowing how important both the Kojo Flatbush breakfast are and the equivalent breakfast in places like, like Borough Park would be. That was shocking to me. That's my observation. And he was actually honored with a life dedication That's right. award. There was an award that day for him. I mean, uh, the Daily News had uh, last week, I think, uh, they rolled out emails that showed that he had no intention of coming. And I was not aware of this. Nobody so, was so aware when of that. So when we were told to announce that he's on his way, that was a lie. He was not on his way. The mayor's office maintains that he wasn't scheduled to appear. It was never on his schedule. However, every every organizer and even the guy that was mentioned in the email, uh, the Daily News had an email that Leon Goldenberg, which is a he he's a close friend with sure. Blasio, very prominent member of the community, and he the date is a little conflicting because I think the the event was on March 24, and this or March 23rd, I'm not yet. sure. Uh, and the date of the email shows a day afterwards. So maybe the mayor answered only 
um, after, after the, the event. Fact, right. But it shows that the, he asked if the mayor is coming, and the mayor said, um, "I apologize. I won't. I cannot make it to this event um, out of a scheduling conflict. But I'll try and do another event." But every uh, organizer and everyone at the mic. And you're talking about uh, uh, these people that know the community and they know what's going on. They sure. know who came and who's uh, scheduled to come. Uh, um, said just uh, – and it was a four-hour event, I right. think. And they said to, to the 500, 600 people in the room, just be patient. The mayor is on his way. Right. And everybody was gasping like, what's wrong? It's 11 o'clock already and the mayor is not up yet? I mean – He's still mayor of New York. And, and uh, uh, the truth was, he was up already at 8 o'clock. He was in City Hall meeting with his staff. And he was on the way to Queens to uh, an appearance at a church. So, you know, he has his priorities. But I think the Kojo Flatbush, first of all, is the biggest breakfast in right. the community in the year. But we are already five months in his administration. And there were numerous events that were non-political, and you can always show up. You don't have to show up to an event that is uh, uh, just for photo ops for the same 20 people that always uh, uh, get themselves in the pictures. Right. you got to meet with the community, with the hardworking uh, f- uh, people that pay their dues and contribute to New York City like every other community yeah. does. And you, so need, far, you need a town hall meeting. You need one night. And so far he has met with almost every community and the regular guy in the street that may have cast his ballot for Bill de Blasio asking, where's the mayor? I go to City Hall. I see him every day. I report. You can read my reports. You can you can communicate through me. But the regular guy still wants to see the mayor comes from from my community. He was there all these years. He promised that City Hall will be open for the Orthodox Jewish community compared to the previous administration. And so far, five months is a significant time. It's not a 100-day grace period. It's five months. And it's not me, and it's not those people who seek photo ops, because those people could find a way <laughs> uh, to get a picture on a uns- at an unscheduled event <laughs> with the mayor. But you're talking about the regular guy in the street, and, and they have not seen that the mayor is really attuned to the problems and the issues that w- when it comes to the greater Jewish community. Right. And will it make a difference or not is the question, because uh, well, uh, the Jewish community, is, as, as influential as it is, is uh, you know may, may not be as large and as... Uh, it's uh, still 16% of the electorate. It could... It could it couldn't make or break an election, but it could still help in a primary. Right. And you know, uh, you always need the cash too. Right, hundred percent. A lot of fundraising goes on in the Jewish world. Yes. Jacob Cornblue, he spends a good part of his day and week at City Hall, and uh, scale of one to ten, um, eight. <laughs> scale of one to ten. Uh, I mean, I asked you. I asked you earlier about reporters that the mayor would prefer him, you know, not follow him. Are, are you considered to be, you know, a hounder, somebody that's 
always on his back and always chasing him, or you considered to be a low key, you know, back of the room type guy who you know he doesn't mind seeing when he walks into the city hall. I mean, if I, if I was low key, I wouldn't be Jacob Cromlow. <laughs> so I cannot say I'm low key and I'm always uh... compared to Marsha Kramer. Who who does he hate seeing more? You or Marsha Kramer? Well, Marsha Kramer, <laughs> I mean, he would prefer not to see. But I I, I would say uh, it's not so much about fear. Um, I'm there as an honest reporter. Yes, sometimes I make fun of him because in today's world, you need to entertain right. your followership. A jab or two, right? Yeah, and, and Twitter is that platform. Right. But um, in all essence, I report the news as I see it. And if there's something positive that the mayor does, I'll be the first one to report about that. Affordable housing, his plan that he initiated, he promised that it won't be the 1% that Mayor Michael Bloomberg gave to the community. It will be significantly more. We just have to wait and see if he keeps up with that promise. But if there's something that the mayor does and you ought to know it, I'll be there to report it. On the other hand, I'll be there to hold him accountable. Right. Uh, at Jacob Cornblue, um, K-O-R-N-B-L-U-H on Twitter, JewishInsider.com, right? Yes. A daily email that we are recommending. And uh, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, when things heat up, they'll find you on Yeshiva World News as well, especially when it comes to the political stuff. I thank you for joining me here this morning. Oh, it's my honor. I would stay here all day long. <laughs> Today you'll be at the Democratic Convention in Westchester, correct? Yes. Do you, Aside from the official nomination over these couple of days of Governor Andrew Cuomo for governor, do you expect any other significant news from that gathering? When the entire rank and file of New York State comes together, there's always what to see and what to report about. Interesting. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you, Jacob Cordblue. 11 minutes after 8 o'clock. We're in hour number three on a Wednesday at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Ellie Laufer, brand new single entitled Tchinafshi. Before that, David Gabe, brand new with Bore Olam here at JM in the AM. 21 minutes after 8 o'clock on a Wednesday, day 36 in the counting of the Omer. Five weeks, one day. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. We're a week away from the brand new Nahum Siegel Network app, which we're going to introduce on Yom Yushalay. And don't worry. We got our Yom Yushalayim special ready for it with the great Mayor Weingarten. He'll be with us on Wednesday, one week from today, as we celebrate the reunification of Jerusalem on the 28th of ER. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow, or I should say Wednesday, a week from today, for that uh, amazing Yom Yushalayim special. Um, that's always a cool event. And this year, with the brand new app, it'll make it an even uh, greater day. Hey, the Kew Garden Synagogue Kahila celebrates its Diamond Jubilee, 75 years of service to the community. Uh, dedicated in memory of their founders, Jacques and Hannah Schwalbe, and special tribute to the dynamic Rabbanim, past and present. It's happening today at Congregation Shari Tova, um, with a reception at 7, Mincha followed by the dinner at 7.45. That's the Kew Gardens Synagogue on Lefferts Boulevard in Kew Gardens, New York. We say Mazal Tov to all the honorees. Saw some amazing photos from yesterday's Ohel repelling off the building in Newark event. <laughs> I also saw the News 12 report about it. Very cool. Uh, big Gashikoch to everybody who raised a lot of great money for Ohel and Camp Cayley. And uh, to everybody who made it a really fun event. I still cannot believe that people wanted to do that. Repel off a 20-story building, but it looked like they were having a lot of fun. Uh, meanwhile, our friends at OHEL remind you that today the Coffee, Cake, and Conversation program continues, actually kicks off. It's a free program for survivors. Uh, today, the 21st of May at 12 noon, the topic is the Golden Years and the Golden of Medina, a conversation about aging, chronic illness, and caregiving, an informal conversation over coffee, cake, and a light lunch with Harriet Blank, the Director of Geriatrics. It happens at the OHEL office on 16th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. It's today at 12 noon, next Wednesday at 12 noon, and then the 11th of June at 12 noon. Information about the event, you can contact 718-972-9338, 718-972-9338 for information. Reminder, friends of Yachad present the Yachad Rocks inaugural gala featuring the NYNY Dueling Pianos. That's happening tomorrow night. Doors open at 7 at the, um, at the, um, uh, what's it called? <laughs> trying to think of the name of the place. 509 West 34th Street in New York City. Does it have a name? I don't know if it has a name. Go to yachad.org slash yachadrocks. Yachad.org slash Yachad Rocks. The NYNY Dueling Pianos at the inaugural gala for Yachad Rocks at 509 West 34th Street in New York City. Get ready to enjoy. I hear it's an amazing location that we were told on the air. I uh, also want to remind everybody that Levi Kanis, who's putting together the Sphera concert, the Cantorial concert, is going to be in our studio in the 7 o'clock hour this coming Friday. The Mincha Mariv Sphera concert this year features Yaakov Motzin, Yaakov Stark, and Zevi Muller, plus Tzvi Weiss, a young, incredible cantorial prodigy from Israel. Also, the Aaron Miller Memorial Choir, directed by Shimmy Miller. It's all happening this Sunday, 7.30 p.m. at the Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush at 1305 
Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Again, we'll explore this event this coming Friday in the 7 o'clock hour. Information, you can dial 908-217-1358, 908-217-1358. Reminder, the 95th annual dinner for Yeshiva and Masifta Tarvadas happens this coming Sunday at the Palace in Brooklyn, New York on McDonald Avenue. Many distinguished honorees. Uh, information and reservations, torvadath.org or dial 718-941-8000, 718-941-8000 for information. And those of you down in Florida or those of you anywhere around the world who want to participate in the Yeshiva Taurus Chaim Taurus MS auction, it's this Sunday at the Beth David Highland Lake Shul on Northeast 209th Street in Aventura, Florida. The event is this Sunday night. You can go to the website, check out the booklet. I know there's a tremendous connection between this listening audience, especially in the New York area, uh, and the Yeshiva Taurus Chaim down in Florida. It's ytcteam.org slash auction, ytcteam.org slash auction. And they do put together an absolutely amazing booklet with some incredible and uh, amazing prizes. So you can check that out. That's ytcteam.org slash auction. And a big shout-out to Caring Professionals, uh, New York State Department of Health Licensed Home Care Service Agency in Brooklyn, Queens, Farakway, and the Five Towns. Uh, their staff is amazing, and um, and they, again, are uh, very much involved in the Taurus Chaim Taurus MS event that's happening on the 25th of May. That's right, they may be based in New York, but they play an incredible role in what's happening this coming Sunday night down in Aventura, Florida. So a big shout-out to Caring Professionals of New York from all of us here at JM and the AM. By the way, this year's grand prize in the auction, $10,000 in cash or tuition and 75 additional prizes. Go to ytcteam.org slash auction for all the information. All right. JM in the AM. We continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, JM in the AM dot ORG. Raised on a Kansas farm where corn and soybean grow. How my family came to be there's something no one seemed to know. I played quarterback in high school, and my mom baked apple pie. Each year we fly the stars and stripes on the fourth day of July. My folks never said much to did you do towards the day. Then again, from time to time, God bless the USA. I grew into a man with my own complicated life. And asked the girl from down the road, Caroline, to be my wife. I was a country boy, living the all-American dream. Hard at work, drinking hard, not much in between. Never gave much thought to matters of the spirit or the soul. Would drain my way life for a bushel full of gold. But one night in the attic, 
J.M. in the A.M. It's eighth day here on a J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning. Uh, well, we're calling it Iron Pig's Gate because <laughs> here's, the, uh, here's the scandal. We're told yesterday that the uh, Lenny Solomon Schlockrock concert will start tomorrow night at the Lehigh Valley Iron Pig's Coca-Cola Park at 6 p.m. Now Lenny claims that it's really starting at 5, which is what we were originally told. So we're calling it um, Iron Pig's Gate for those who are traveling out to the game for Jewish Heritage Night tomorrow night. The King of Schlock himself, who now has 50 states in his pocket, who has now played all 50 states, 
We even suggested on Monday that we don't know which is the bigger story, the 50 states performed by Lenny Solomon or the uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv victory in the EuroLeague Championship. We're debating which one is bigger. King of Schlock, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you very much, Stockholm. All right, you're going to solve this big scandal for us, this big controversy? Those of us who are... Tri- those. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, hey, let me give the introduction here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> those, those of us who are making a big road trip out of it tomorrow, we've completely rearranged our schedule because now we were told that you're going to start performing at 6 p.m. Can you shed any light on this topic for us? Well, basically, yes. Here's what I was told yesterday. I spoke to the guy in charge of the Iron Pig, uh, you know, promotion, and he said that every Thursday, gates open at 5 p.m. Right. The bands play for two hours with a five- or ten-minute break in between. So the truth is we will be playing from 6 to 7. We'll take the break uh, from 10 to 6 till 6 or something like that. But oh, we are okay. actually going to be going on from 5 o'clock. And if anybody wants to hear two hours of Schlockrock as opposed to one hour, they can come at five. I mean, they're literally going to let you play up till the national anthem? Yeah, that's what they told me. All right. That's great. Hey, for us, that's great. For you, it's hard work. For us, it's phenomenal. Well, then i got to put away the sound system and then make it into the game. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what they told me. All right, so I better see you then after the performance. I thought we'd catch you between five and six, but now we got to we got to sit and schmooze during the game itself. Well, maybe we'll do a little play-by-play. <laughs> yeah, that'll be something people want to hear us do. <laughs> All right, so so that's the story. And uh, what are we doing about Ranger updates during the game tomorrow night? I'm not sure, but maybe they'll let us sit in the owner's box and we'll watch you know, the, the Ranger game while the, the regular game is going on. Because I can guarantee you, if those are Philly fans, they're not going to let us do much about the Rangers. That I can tell you. <laughs> so it wouldn't be a good idea for me to wear my Ranger jersey tomorrow. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's, you know, you've done that at Schlock Rock concerts. You weren't thinking of doing that, were you? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to wear regular concert clothes because I don't want to. It's Philadelphia. <laughs> in, in other words, you value your life and you want to get back to Beit Shemesh in one piece. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Yes. Are you flying tomorrow night or Saturday night? What are you doing? No, we're going back Monday night. Oh, Monday night. All right. Monday so, night. So if someone if someone still wants to sneak in a concert this weekend, you'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. If they have anything they want to, they have a simcha they want us to appear at for sure. Man, I wish I had a simcha this weekend. Any excuse to get you to come and perform. Uh, Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock are available this uh, late Saturday night, this Sunday. If you want to get him, uh, would you do Monday in a school if some of you wanted to? Well, Monday is Memorial Day, but yes. Oh, right. We so would. There is no school Monday. Or if you want to do a Memorial Day concert in your school, you speak to Lenny Solomon, go to schlockrock.com. And you could be, we thought that the Iron Pigs would be the last to stop on his historic tour. You could be the last stop on his historic tour. How do you like that? It's true. All right, so we're hoping the weather holds up. We are planning the trip. I guess you heard already that this thing has taken on a life of its own, Jewish Heritage Night in Lehigh Valley. Yes, I have, and I'm hoping that the weather holds up. I don't know what the forecast is, but thank God it it looks like it's going to be okay, I think. Yeah, I think it's like a 40% chance of rain, but come on. Look what you've done over the last couple of weeks. You've played under much much more difficult circumstances than that. Come on. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I, I, I took 10 planes and... Rented six cars, and oh my gosh, it was uh, and and Hashem just let it go smoothly. So hopefully this will be the same. You need to get together with a collab- collaborator, and uh, soon before you forget about this whole trip you just took, 
And uh, this book's got to be written, this incredible 50-state journey of Schlockrock. And I know there's been many other countries as well, but this has all got to be documented, Lenny. It, it's true. It needs to be. And I should have had a, I should have had a schlockumentary made. That's what I should have done. Schlockumentary! I love it! <laughs> this is it, I'm telling you. We gotta bring a video guy tomorrow night. We gotta get somebody to get this all down for, I mean, you know, this is the, this is the, supposedly the most active minor league ballpark in the country. I don't know. It's the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, yeah. minor league affiliate, right? And, and apparently, apparently it has a nightly attendance of over 9,000. Wow. So, I mean, this is the, this is like the place. Uh, from what we heard, this is the symbol of organi- of, of a great baseball organization at the minor league level. Like everybody wants to be the Iron Pig, supposedly. Interesting. And I never even had heard of an Iron Pig. I know. It's really. You know, until a couple of months ago when they called me. So. Whole thing is incredible, let me tell you. All right. Lenny, you're the best. We'll see you tomorrow night. You got it. Thanks. The king of schlock who's now cleared it up for those heading out there to Allentown tomorrow night. He'll play at 6, but he's playing at 5 also. That's what he was told. So he's going to be playing a whole bunch of schlock rock selections before the game tomorrow night between the Toledo Mudhens and the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, I found that. Remember yesterday we basically gave an indication that the baseball cap with the Iron Pigs in Hebrew um, would only be, you know, for those who actually reserved one of those Jewish Heritage Night tickets in advance. Apparently, that cap will be for sale tomorrow night as well. So, um, if you're as desperate as we are to get your hands on one of those, you'll be able to buy one. JM and the AM at 18 minutes before the hour. By the way, one of the benefits of yesterday is we heard a, a lot of feedback from Lehigh Valley folks who listen to JM and the AM every day. If you're one of those listeners in the Allentown area, let us know that you're tuned in on a daily basis. You could use our email address, nachum at nachumsegel.com. You could uh, let us know um, uh, through nachum at wfmu.org, whichever one you want. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, how about some schlock rock at JM in the AM?
an amazing live schlock rock performance that you may recall from the uh, most recent Super Bowl Sunday. Pretty amazing, huh? Uh, Lenny, live in concert tomorrow night, Lehigh Valley. <laughs> I think by now you know about it if you're a regular listener of this show. JM in the AM, day 36 in the counting of the Omer. Thanks for joining us on this on this Wednesday morning broadcast. Um. We'll talk about the um, Mincha Meyer Sphere concert happening at the Talmud Torah of Flatbush in the 7 o'clock hour on Friday. Um, Levi Kanis from Israel is going to be here. He's actually producing the event. We'll do that 7 o'clock Friday morning. Also Friday morning, of course, the weekly update and plenty more, as uh, you would expect. Now that the uh, presidential election in Israel is really up for grabs, be interesting to hear what Malcolm Holmline has to say about who may be the next president of Israel. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser, who um, now could be found up at the Center for the Jewish Future at Yeshiva University, is going to join us tomorrow. He'll be in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. Look forward to seeing Rabbi Glasser. It's been a while since he's been on this program. Look forward to welcoming welcoming him back here tomorrow morning at JM in the AM. A reminder, a replay of the 9 at 9 is coming up. Last night, the 9 at 9 was presented by Yossi Zweig. The replay of the 9 at 9, ironically enough, is at 9 o'clock this morning, right after JM and the AM. You could hear what uh, what ended up in every slot, including number 1. We are wondering which, uh, which song ended up in the number 1 slot last night. If you want to vote for the 9 at 9 for next week, no problem. Just go to the uh, 9 at 9 link at the very top at NahumSiegel.com. And you'll be able to participate in the democratic process. <laughs> Simple as that. Jakob Schwecki is next. This is JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. I told Yochi Briskman that I think that might be the best song on the brand new Kolot CD from Yaakov Shweki. Just unbelievable. J.M. and the A.M. ready to wrap things up. We got a note from uh, our friends down in Florida. <laughs> Bubby and Zadie Florida, as they call themselves. Mazel tov to their numero uno grandchild. Avram Tzvi Gifter of Staten Island celebrating birthday number 17. Mazel tov to the definitely proud parents. Rayako and Shoshana Gifter and all the siblings. Avram Tzvi, 17. Oh my gosh, really? Are we absolutely sure about this? <laughs> we wish you much Hatzlacha and all you do and hope you have a great day. That is from Bubby and Zadie, Florida, who we are looking forward to seeing very, very soon. Aryeh Kunzler wraps up a Wednesday at JM in the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web at jmtheam.org. Replay of the top nine at nine coming up next at jmtheam.org. Yes, he's wide with a Z-Report live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Enjoy. Amazing stuff on the stream all day long. Tomorrow we're back starting at the 6 a.m. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser is going to visit us from the Center for the Jewish Future coming up tomorrow. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.